G'day friends, welcome back. Um, before I start, we've got a fair bit of rain going on outside. Um, it shouldn't be an issue, but if you can hear a little bit of white noise, like if I stop talking, so if you, if you hear a bit of that um, throughout, that is just the rain, and I apologise. But that being said, I should be able to remove it from the audio. Um, okay, this week, what are we up to, round seven? Is it round seven? Oh, my God. The AFLW season goes so fast. Um, so, for round seven, I'm looking at another disappointing game from the Saints. Oh, it's getting pretty brutal um, watching us this year, but we oh, the, the fucking injuries are absolutely ripping us to pieces. Um, so, yeah, St Kilda, very disappointing against Carlton. And then I watched the Hawthorne and Port Adelaide game. Um, I know I watched the Hawthorne game last week, but I haven't watched a single Port game at all so far this year. So I wanted to give Port Adelaide a look. Um, and it was a really interesting watch. Um, Hawthorne got them. And, like, it was like it was kind of close, but also kind of wasn't close. Um, but it was really interesting to see what Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide, excuse me, um, we're all about. So let's get into it. So the St Kilda and Carlton game, not great. Um, bloody hell, Bree Moody's a good player. Ooh, she's a good ruck. She's a, she's got to be the best ruck in the comp, surely. Um, there's a few other good ones, but God, and and, and I know that we didn't have Aaron McKinnon in, which helped. Um, Simone Nolder did her best. It was a tough day, and then she was. Um, removed from the game with concussion, which made things even worse. Um, but man, Bree Moody just went to town. <laughs> she she absolutely went to town. Um, she's so dominant. Well, first of all, in the in the actual ruck, but what she's what she does around the ground is just unbelievable. Um, so, you know, despite like you look at Carlton, right? So they lose Press Barkus and. Um, G and Grace Egan, and you think, gee, how's their midfield going to hold up? It's because they got Bree Moody. Um, yeah, she was really, really impressive. Um, another interesting thing that I that I saw Carlton do in this game, and it was you know talked about a bit on the coverage, but I just thought I found it fascinating. It, it was the pound Vessio swap, right? So Vessio's normally has always been a forward. They're the number one all-time leading goal kicker in the AFLW competition. Um, and Gab Pound, <coughs> Gab Pound normally plays off half-back. But they switched. They were they were playing in opposite positions. And I don't know if this was like Daniel Harford just, you know, playing around or if there was a plan. It couldn't really, like you couldn't really see some brilliant technique 
working excellently against St Kilda because St Kilda didn't really, you know, show up. <laughs> no, they showed up. They just, they just, they were, you know, their skills were lacking and there was a few other things that went wrong. Um, but Vessio gave them a heap of run off half back, which obviously works really well. But I thought Gab Pound in the forward line was a bloody force. My God, we couldn't do anything. Like poor Alice Burke had to deal with her, and my God, she made her fucking work. I reckon. I think she ended up with a goal, and every single time it went inside fifty for Carlton, she was there. Like I've seen games, I've seen Vessio play plenty, um, and it it just looked to me like Pound was a lot more impactful on the game than Vessio normally is, and I'm not talking down Vessio's ability, like. You know, as I said, they're the all-time leading goal kicker. So, you know, obviously they've had heaps of impact in games. But, gee, I just I, th- I thought after Moody, Pound was their best player by a long way. She had an enormous impact. And look, maybe if St Kilda had had more, you know, forays forward, Vessio could have had more impact on the game. So that's just the way it goes. Um, but, yeah, God, it just blew me away how impactful pound was in a totally different position. So I thought that was really interesting and I'm sure half it'll be, you know, you'll be thrilled with that. St. Kilda, um, man, so fumbly. It was bad, very, very fumbly. Um, we need to work on our hands. We couldn't take a mark. Um, yeah, gee whiz. After last week when we were so impressive in the loss against Collingwood, this was the opposite. It was really, really poor. It's like we just like you can look at the stats and you look at the mark differential. They they had heaps more marks than we did. We just couldn't control the play. So every time you know went to a St Kilda play, either it was perceived pressure or we just weren't switched on. They drop a mark and then you got a turnover. Um, if you can't mark the ball, you can't control the game. That's as simple as that. So that is something we definitely need to work on. That was that was clearly to me the biggest issue and. I don't know, our our ball movement was not like it was the week before. There was not a lot of um, handball receives. Uh, yeah, it just, it was really disappointing, especially off the back of how he played the week before. And Carlton had not been amazing this year. They'd been fine. But, you know, if there was a vulnerable team who's like playing decent footy to be Carlton. So if we'd played like we had against Collingwood, I reckon we would have got him. But yeah, and then like I said, we had Nalda go down with concussion, um, which made things even more difficult. Uh, we tried Burke, not Alice, the other Burke, <laughs> in the ruck, uh, which didn't really work. And then Dal threw Clara Fitzpatrick in the ruck in the last quarter, which is something I suggested two weeks ago. Um she was okay. I don't know if anyone was really going to do a good job against Moody. Um, but, yeah, it just, yeah, nothing went right. Um, but, yeah, like I'm, I'm wrapped that Dal's happy to throw the magnets around, as I've said for the last few weeks. Um, he put, for most of the second half, I think it was, um, he put Nick Stevens in the back line, which I thought was interesting. Um, and it was good to see. Because once she was in there, she actually started to get a heap of the ball. And we looked like we were actually kind of going to be 
somewhat dangerous coming out of defensive 50 because something that we've struggled with forever, right, this this St Kilda women's side is exiting out from fullback, right? It's a problem. It's really, really difficult to do. It's difficult to do in the men's, let alone in the women's, when they can't kick as far. Um so what, what has worked a lot this year is bringing, is pushing Shearlaw right up the ground to try and be that player who takes the mark 40 or 50 metres out from the defensive goal um, to then allow the you know the game to open up and we can go through the centre of the ground or continue up the line, whatever. Uh, but that wasn't really happening. We couldn't get like we couldn't get it beyond the fifty meter arc in this game. It was really really brutal. Um, but once Stevens got in there, she was dynamic. She was ducking and weaving. There was this one great play where she basically got it out of defensive fifty on her own. It was exciting. So maybe maybe that's something we look at in the future because you know we're like obviously we're not scoring heaps, obviously, <laughs> but. If we can, if we want to keep ourselves in games when we're not in control, we need to stop teams scoring against us. So maybe take Nicola Stevens, who's our most experienced player, and you know you put like look what Gab Pound did. You, you swap, you take a good player and you put them in a different position. They'll figure it out. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I would not be at all against seeing Nicola Stevens in the back line again um, this week coming. I don't know who, you know, may like, you know, because Tani White's been down there for the last couple of weeks as well. Probably shift her back into the middle and then play around with things. Um, one player that I was really impressed with, and I'm, and you can see growing into, you know, her role is Janome Anderson. So it's only her third game. She's only seventeen. She's still in year twelve. Um, she, she, in her previous two games, she hadn't really had a whole heap of it. Um which is fine, like she's a child and it's her first couple of games, like got no issue. But I thought, and, and again, she didn't have a heap of the ball in this game. I reckon she only had six or seven touches. Um, but in the second half, I thought she was amazing. Like we, we started to get a little bit into the game in the second half. We got a little bit of ball movement happening and it was through her. She took, I think, three or four marks on the lead running up into the center of the ground. So she's starting in the sort of half forward area and she's pushing up, excuse me, and she's pushing up to take marks in the middle of the ground. And she took a few and they, and she's got an enormous boot on her. I couldn't believe how far she could kick the ball. She was kicking them 40, 50 meters off a step. It was really, really impressive. So she's taking a mark in the middle of the ground somewhere, where it's in the center square on one of the wings, and then she's launching it and we're getting inside 50. So I was really, really wrapped with how she how she played that role, I thought it was excellent, and I'm really excited to see her. Um, she probably won't be playing a whole lot in the remaining few weeks of the year because she'll be back at school and having to get ready for exams, I would think. Um, although the the season our season will finish before exams start, so maybe she's going to be able to play. I'd love to see her play the last three games. I think that'd be is there three to go or two to go. Hang on, this is round, wait, is this round seven? I keep thinking it's way earlier in the year than it is. Um, yeah, this is round seven. So there's three games to go. I'd love to see who we got. We got the dogs in Ballarat on Sunday. Um, maybe because she has to travel, she would stay home for that one and, and study. But then we're back at RECA Park the following Sunday. And then 
again the following Saturday. Um, so yeah, she, you know, assuming it's not interrupting her studies, she could play in two of those last three games. I'd, I'd be rapt to see that. Yeah, I thought she was really, really excellent. Um, but yeah, overall, St Kilda had a really poor day. So hopefully we can improve. Every single week, you can see little improvements. There's little things like, you know, Anderson has a has a brilliant game. You know, you, tr- you try Nicholas Stevens in a different position and it works pretty well. So every game, Dal is learning, the girls are learning, the improvement will come. It's just, it's hard going. Um, before I move on, I, w- I want to talk about something in general that I'm really, really enjoying watching these women's games. It's the access and the coverage from Fox footy. Like, you know, they haven't got the best commentators on, whatever. Who can? Look, the commentators are whatever. But what I'm absolutely loving is two things, right? It's the huddle access that we're getting at quarter time and three-quarter time. Getting a camera in there to listen to what the coaches are saying. What excellent access. Hearing the coaches' feedback and hearing, like, getting their, their insight on what needs to be improved in the quarters to come. And just hearing how snappy they are, like, right, I've got two things to say, bang, bang, let's get back out there. Like, they don't have a lot of time in the in the quarter and three-quarter time breaks. they they got to really break it down. Um, so, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. And I'm really enjoying the the access we get from the players when they're on the bench. So, they're, they're miking up players who have come to the interchange for a rest. So, I, I think that's amazing that the girls have agreed to do that. To, to, you know, to improve and like some of the, like they'll ask the girls, you know, what do you think about this? And those go, oh yeah, we're doing good. Like some of these girls are 18 years old. They don't fucking know how to answer a question on, on TV. Um, but then you get some, like that there was, there was one, it might've been in the, oh, it was Ashmore. It was actually, it was Ashmore being interviewed after the game. So this isn't really what I'm talking about, but she spoke brilliantly. She talked about a whole heap of things and she was really good to listen to. So, I love getting that little extra bit of information and insight and into a league that we're still sort of learning about, you know. So it's I'm you know, big thumbs up for Fox Footy is all I'm saying. Um, the Hawthorne Port game, gee, the rain's coming down now. The the Hawthorne Port game, God, you got to take your opportunities. Oh, you got to take your opportunities. So Port Adelaide had I think eleven scoring shots, and they kicked one goal ten. Oh dear! Oh dear! Um, yeah, one goal ten, and I reckon Hawthorne had nine scoring shots, on and and they won the game. So, man, it's rough. Like Port, probably. Like actually, I reckon if if Port had kicked straight, it probably would have been a really even game. Like we probably would have got a similar sort of scoreline. Like they both kicked three or four goals. Um, it was it was quite a good game, except Port just couldn't bloody kick straight. Um, Aaron Phillips missed a, missed a bunch of goals, none of which were super easy, um, but there was a couple she probably could have passed off. Uh, but yeah, especially after the week before when they got belted by 10 goals, uh, look, it was a good response. Like you could see that they were responding to the really poor performance from the week before, but they, oh, they should have got the W. They really would have wanted that. And, and and they did exactly what you have to do to put yourself in a game. It was pressure and effort, especially early on. Like in the first quarter, it lived in Port Adelaide's forward 50 because they were 
hungry. Every time a Hawthorne player had it, it was pressure, it was intensity, it was tackling, it was one percenters, it was all that stuff that you just have to do in football to be a chance. And as the game got going, Hawthorne added that into their game as well, and that sort of made it a much more even contest. Um, but yeah, God, when Hawthorne went in, they were just able to kick a couple more goals than Port were, and that that was the difference in the end. Um, and another big difference was was Kate Ashmore and Tilly Lucas Rod. Um, I thought they were both excellent. Ashmore in the first half, especially, was absolutely out of control. I reckon they called her name every fifteen seconds. Um, she had a really really good game, the veteran, and it was Tilly's fiftieth game. We love Tilly, ex Saint. She kicked a goal. It was really really great, um, and obviously she she played well. So that's really good as well. Um, another great moment was the Bridie Hipwell goal. I believe it was the first goal of her career. Um, it was just an excellent goal. I was just really impressed with the goal. So it was a, it was a contest between her and a Port Adelaide player, like 10 metres out from her goal. But she she grabbed the ball off the ground and just span in the opposite direction. And the Port Adelaide player was like, wow, what's going on? And she fell over. And then she was able to just spin and kick the goal as another Port Adelaide player was like jumping over the top of her, but like they also fell down. It, it, it was just a real, like she just composed herself. That's what it was. It was composure, right? Under a lot of pressure, she was just like, whoop, spin, whoop, kick, goal. And it was, I was really, really impressed. Um, so I watched this game to sort of see where Port Adelaide were at and and they've definitely got something. Like when they play this way, like I said, high pressure, high intensity, one percenters. One percenters are so important in general, but especially in the AFLW where a lot of the girls don't quite have the skills yet. Like there is a big difference between the best players in the AFLW and the worst players in the AFLW. There's a big difference. Now, I'm not putting down those poor players they just got to you know they'll get there um but when you can do the little things like just just tapping it on and just like just the little things like that just getting a hand in here and there a little smother those little things make an enormous difference and both teams did it really really well what Hawthorne and Port Adelaide are the number one and two tackle teams in the competition I can't remember who's one and who's two um, it might have changed after this game, um, but you could see it. It was a high-pressure game. Like Both of these teams understand where they're at and how they're going to win games. It's exactly that. It's pressure and one percenters, right? So, um, And Port did that really, really well. So they've definitely got something. I'm going to have to have a closer look at Sydney to see where they're at because Sydney are the team who's struggling the most of the expansion sides. They haven't won a game yet. Um, so I'll have to see where they're at in that respect. Um, but yeah, I was, I was pretty impressed with the way that Port Adelaide played, I've got to say. Um, but one thing it seems like they need, I don't know if they have, oh yeah, they have, um, Houghton, don't they? True. And she didn't play in this game. I was thinking while I was watching this, I was like, gee, they need a full forward and they've got one, but I guess she's injured at the moment. I did forget about her. Um, so yeah, once she's back, they'll have a more solid avenue to kicking goals, I would say. Um, but they're going okay. I've got no issue with how, how they played and they got a lot of promise, I would say, Port Adelaide. And it was a pretty good game. So that was really pleasing. All right, that will do for this week, guys. Um, this week coming, we've got a top of the table clash, which I'm hoping is a ripper because I love 
to watch it. It's um, Adelaide and and Brisbane, so hopefully that is a cracker because I'd love to give that one a look. Uh, Carlton and Richmond could be a really good game. Um, Essendon and Sydney could be a good game if Sydney can, you know, bring bring their best. And God, I hope the Saints can can bring their A game against the Dogs. And Fremantle Collingwood could be a good one as well on Sunday afternoon. So there's a few good games coming up um, for me to choose from, which is exciting. All right, remember to like and subscribe and comment and uh, what is it? Review. All those things uh, for for my podcast on my podcast. You know what I mean? Um, follow me on Instagram if you've come here organically. It's time spent underscore podcast. I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.